time we uh, we graduates were going to school, our parents had to sell their uh, if they had uh, you know a sewing machine or if they had uh, any cloth, they had to sell it to send us to school. But then, when we had the implementation of free SHS, now we would mm. realize that Ghana is you know starting to you know rise up from its knees. And so, one thing I'll urge is that all of us, I mean the youth, we should all go out there to vote because. If you vote this coming election, we are defending our future. Mm. And also, one thing I'll talk about uh, for my uh, uh, final, as my final words, is that <laughs> we should be an agent of peace. Okay. Because as we go out there in December, it is one thing we are voting for the development and be betterment of Ghana, right? And not for a, a political party. And so, irrespective of our political colors, let's always remember that Ghana comes first. Let's all vote to defend our future. Ghana comes first, indeed. Um, Kobe, we've heard the young people speak. Yeah. Daniel, in your own submission, mm. you suggested that uh, the way we are dealing with uh, corruption has been, Amidu says, government says. How do we demystify this whole business of corruption mm-hmm. or anti-corruption uh, campaigns so that young people don't need... Um, someone from a stream to come and tell them that what is happening here is corruption. How do we make it unattractive to the extent that even as a young person, when it is happening, you, you don't feel encouraged at all to, to, do, uh, to engage in it? Because Martha was trying to ex- expose that perspective. But it is something that we must make you know, part of our lives so that everybody believes that it is not attractive to be corrupt. Otherwise, what is the point? Interesting. Interesting thoughts there. Um, Corby Gomez Menta is a researcher with a first-time voters campaign. He ended that discussion there. Many thanks to all of our guests, Nana Kojo Apau, Jesse Stephen Pobi, Peter Kofi Kielsen Akins, Emmanuel, who joined us on phone from Takrade, Prince Ameko and Martha Boating, who are all first-time voters. My name is Daniel Dazi. Many thanks for joining us for Ghana Connects. Thanks to Manuel Quanting and Ernest Menu for doing the production. And a special good evening to Elvis Kwashi. Up next is the first take with with the locker is a locker room with George Ado Jr. and the sports team. We'll be back next week with Ghana Connect. Hopefully, if the the election results have been declared by next Friday. Um, otherwise, stay tuned in to your election headquarters. Our coverage for the elections begins in earnest on Sunday evening. This is the place to stay for up-to-the-minute coverage of this important election. Enjoy your weekend. Grandpa, there are still five ripe and fifteen unripe mangoes on the tree. <laughs> and that's my boy. Grandpa, it's still 1.2 kilograms of rice in the container. My boy. And how much credit did I spend last week? Well, you spent five CDs on calls, two megabytes on data, and you sent five SMSs. We are the first network that tells you exactly what you have spent and when you spent it. Dial star one five six hash to access your statement on MTN. We are good together. We day for you everywhere you go. We are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom and 
my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakweji, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Committee 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUST Campus, UCC Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall, Airport City. Or call us 0302 764101, 764209, or 762792. Visit our website, www.kingdomgh.com. We know this year has been a little booga booga, but don't worry. Christmas will still be one amazing experience with NASCO because we'll make it an affordable. Bronya. No one is left out of the discounts and gifts. Our 40 inch satellite TV is going for 949 Ghana cities, 43 4099, and a 55 inch UHD smart TV plus audio tower is going for 2799 Ghana cities. Christmas week, Chilean Casa with AC starting from 1199, fridge for as low as 599, washing machine for 479, with gifts like blenders, kettles, free audio systems, and more. Don't miss the affordable Bronya with the best affordable appliances in Ghana. Visit all our shops and authorized resellers now. Christmas with Nasco is jolly. Ades, yes. no mu NDC for manifesto no. Emu pipa pa na wo waya no. Ai, makai na de hia mititiru wo mu ni chempe no. Yerua mama say oba school pon a e investis polytechnic ni nursing school na fees no. O chemienu na wa fa na dia me crampo ni se busia ya de ma school for na iraje mahama se obetum ni wetia ne terms of sir na what in so se iraje mahama se oba eye ekitafo e wo se school fo nya anseno madi busia de atua fees no we twemu ana we yen shishe papa na dia ku me kra ne student loan plus scheme no iraje mahama se odi be babiem san shishe be bo school fo o menya akwenya o school mo
It's time again to further consolidate Ghana's democratic gains. Eligible voters on 7 December 2020 will vote to elect who should govern our beloved country by showing up at polling centers to participate in this democratic exercise. Remember to vote on issues and reject candidates who incite violence. As a good citizen, refrain from political violence and electoral more practices. Go along with your voter's ID card to the polling station. Cast your vote peacefully, cooperating with all lawful agencies. Exercise your right to vote safely. Adhere to all COVID-19 safety protocols at polling stations. Get involved. Pay attention. Stay engaged and let your vote count. It's your civic responsibility. A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. The stakes are high for our country this December. Don't stay home. Remember this election is about your future. Which of the candidates would you trust with managing our economy better? Which leader can give us free SHS and enhance the education of our children? Who can you trust to protect us during dark periods such as COVID-19? Who has the competence to protect our economy, build roads and dams? Do you remember the dark periods of Doomsaw, Create, Loot and Share Brigade? This December, remember we cannot afford the risk. Let's vote for Nana and the NPP to protect our progress. Joy 99.7 FM. Follow your sports news in the locker room. Hello, I'm Lee James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. The tussle for places early on in the season for many European clubs intensified. I miss the expectation of having football fans back in the football arenas. And there's so much excitement on the horizon. Facing Petagulakshi and scores! Keeper went the right way, but Xiao Felix finds the corner. It's Atletico Madrid 1. And the cross is in, it's in! And Danny Olmo has scored for Leipzig, who have a thoroughly deserved lead. Five minutes into the second half the edge of the area, fainted to shoot, 1-2 with Lewandowski, and then into the net beautifully, Thomas Muller gives Bayern the lead with just three minutes on the clock, here come Barcelona meanwhile, and Luis Suarez can't get on the end of it, but it's an own goal from David Alaba, and Barcelona are back level, what a start to this quarter-final. Top matches are lined up, here, there and everywhere in Europe, in Spain, Sevilla versus Real Madrid fits the bill, in Germany, it's the meeting of the first and second in Bayern Munich and RB Leipzig. In Italy, it's the Derby de la Molda between Juventus and Torino. And in England, there's a serious battle for space in North London. This is Bellerin now with Pepe outside. Arsenal are growing into this. Confidence is rising. Pepe's cross is a good one and it's put in. And Aubameyang has not passed up his second chance to score. And Lacazette is the one over to the right. Aubameyang with a free run. Aubameyang with a second goal. Mikel Arteta faces Jose Mourinho, the North London, with Spurs flying in the league and Arsenal hoping to find their mojo. We have a preview of all big games across Europe and the EPL, including fixtures involving Manchester City, Manchester United and Chelsea. On the continent, Ghana's representatives for the CAF Interclub competitions will be at it in a bit to secure qualification. 
Kotakov face Nwajibu FC from Mauritania in Accra. In the CAF Champions League, and Ashanti Gold will face Salitas FC and Burkina Faso in the CAF Confederations Cup. Also coming up. Run over, loops the ball into the area. That's the ball. Agumasia Sati got to go on the first goal. Just this play. Just the goal for Agumasia Sati got to go. The pocket bank Warriors draw first blood. It's our life again with an opportunity. Tamo Ama has made it two points our life. Avoja with the ball then hits a lovely cross above everybody. Ball takes the pose. And the phobia bad cries out loud. Carilla trying to bend forward. Yeah, we see Taylor. This can be dangerous. Carilla! Makati! Brilliant goal from Apia Makati. And he's won the finest back to level 10. What a game we're seeing here. Ghana Premier League continues with remaining match day four action to come. Giants Hearts of Oga in battle at the moment with Carilla United. And we've got updates for you with Costa Papic back in charge. Coach Bashir Hayford will lead Legon Cities against Dreams FC. We have a full preview here. If you'd love to send us a message, we'd love to read them via social media accounts. Joy slash 99.7 on Facebook, 0551-111-997 on WhatsApp, or tweet at us at joysportsgh. We'll be in Texas to preview the big bout between the IBF and WBC welterweight champion Errol Spence Jr. and former two-weight title holder Danny Garcia. And in Bahrain, for updates ahead of the Shakil Grand Prix, but without Lewis Hamilton. Time to talk about what the world is talking about in the world of sport. Hello from me, George Addy Jr. and welcome. This is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. This is the sound of the Crossbow Stadium, and we're coming away with locker room. I'm George Addy Jr., and around my, around me, I've got Gary Al Smith, I've got Reku Ampofo, and a free free force in as well. The Joy Sports team here to ensure you have all the updates as we do it every Friday. Gary Al Smith has been an interesting one already. It's goalless between Accra Hartsburg and Carolina United. Just tell me, what have you made of the what, 59 minutes already played? Uh, not been a bad game, but not been a great game also. I think that uh, both teams have not shown the kind of energy that I have seen in their previous game, particularly out of folk. Our last game we saw them here was against Ashko. The sort of energy and finishing and enterprise we saw with them is not exactly what we are seeing today. There's a bit of lethargy about them today. Um, they are quite profligate. They are wasting chances. They don't like imagination. They lack purpose. And I think that that is a problem that Costa Papage would have to solve. Now, I don't know why that is. And speaking of Costa Papage, it doesn't look like he's the one issuing the... He's in charge of this game. He's probably in charge. He's not the one on the dugout. Yes, so he's probably giving the Asari Bidiakon the instructions to relate to the boys. And I've seen him um, just before the halftime, speaking to some of the guys before the substitutions were... Well, was affected. And speaking of that also, let's look at the starting 11 that Heart of Oak trotted out when the game started at 6 o'clock. Richard Atta in goal, Mohamed Alas and Robert Addo 
Dominic Keshen, who has been a forgotten man for Heart of Folk for yeah, a very long, long time. time yeah. The club has actually wanted to ship him out mm. on at least two or three different occasions. And yeah. it hasn't worked. But Kostapapic comes, he probably saw something in training. And then he's put him right there. And in. he's put him right there. Dominic Keshen in number eight. Larry Sumala, who's been a live wire for them on the right side of things. Radi Evuka has been on the left. Mamani Lawal, um, Frederick Ansambotre, Michel Sapon, Abagnigo Tete, and Patrick Razak completes the set also as and, well. And, and, and there's a substitution, as a substitution. I think Manafas come on. Yes, Manafas come on. Come on we, for, saw him, we saw him with a, with a shot that hit the bar yeah. after uh, Patrick Razak went down there. And you have tweeted about Patrick Razak. A, a bit of frustration in there with what he does with the final ball. Yeah, again, what against Ashgold, we saw that he was purposeful. He knew exactly what he wanted to. He gets the ball. He's running onto the ball. He's passing somebody in. We saw we saw that. Today, he's been busy, but mostly busy for nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Patrick Azak is always busy. Mm. You are not going to get him lacking enterprise. But the end product is what we've, we've, we've lacked today. And i like to see more purpose with him on that. And that's what I tweeted earlier as well. In terms of Kerala United, who are top of the table, Yawan Safufro is there. Um, as well in goal. Yawa Champon, Shaibu Idrisu, Kweju Adai, Godfrey Yabua, Sadiq Alas, and Richard Beckham, Franklin Osain, Diawisi Taylor, and um, Kwame Yabua, and Nuruddin Abdullahi also here as well. Yawan Safufuru is injured, we are told. Well, so you're still here at the locker room. Enjoy 99.7 FM. I'm here with Gary Alsmith, Rick Wampofo. We're bringing you the analysis of the Ghana Premier League. As we speak, his goal is between Hearts of Oak and Karela United. Gary just coming in with the analysis and what he has seen so far, as well as the starting lineups. It's a, it's a, it's a heavily packed show, I must tell you. So we, we're still going to do our English Premier League stuff with John Bennett. We're still going to talk a little bit about the boxing to come with Errol Spencer Jr. in action. But let's just spend some more time here on the Ghana Premier League. Rick Wampofo, let's just tell me what you've made of Accra Hearts of Oak so far. I mean, watching them here at the Crossbow Stadium. Well, I think it could have been better. Usually when the, a new coach comes in, there's a bit of euphoria. Everyone wants to prove why he should be in the starting eleven and wants to impress. We saw Costa Papic deliver a team news or a morale booster before the game started. And he's not on the technical bench. He's actually seated right next to us at the VIP launch. And that talk did boost the team. In the first 10 minutes, I felt hard to folk were good. They moved the ball a bit quickly, created a number of chances in the first half. But as the game progressed, Carella grew into it. And it has been a bit balanced since. Now, after halftime, Papic was seen going to the dressing room yeah. of the team. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. And they came back all fired up again. And it looks as if Carella deployed a strategy of deliberately quenching this fire. The, we've seen a lot of uh, you know time wasting tactics from Carella, suggesting that they probably came here for the draw. Remember, they are top of the table, and a point at that crossball stadium certainly would be a good result for them. But for Heart of Oak, pressure certainly is mounting on them, and uh, they just have one point from two games. And anything but a win today would see them have their worst start to a Ghana Premier League season right. since 1986. So certainly, their odds are really high for Heart of Oak. Well, very, very important. Uh, that's the point that Rick was making. But remember that there were other Ghana Premier League games that were played today. We know that Intalai's played Kim Faisal. And, of course, Kim Faisal beat Intalai's by one goal to nil. At this point, Gary, um, Kim Faisal have made a fantastic statement. Remember that they, they lost to Wafa in Sogakobe by four goals to three. And Alaji Grusa said they deserved a draw because one of their goals were disallowed. Yeah. They play against Adriana Stars, who are normally tied to favourites, and draw 1-1 with them. And today, they beat Inter-Allies in Techeman. Ken Faisal already telling us a bit of a story that they're, they're in for a big fight. I think that they, if you look at the pre-season and the kind of rhetoric that was coming from the camp, they did tell us that it was going to be different from what we saw in the previous season when they were languishing at the bottom and were probably the happiest team um, with the, with the onset yep. of COVID-19. Yep. They made no bones about the fact that they were ill-prepared. Yep. And they have said that this time they are prepared. Coming in, yes. Some of the recruitment has been very interesting. Even though they lost, obviously, Ibrahim um, Osman yep. to Asante Kotoko because he, he went back to his parent club. They did get a few uh, good replacements. And some of their scouting was also quite inspired. Yep. And they mentioned that because of the pre-season they had, they were going to surprise a couple of people. And I'm not surprised at the kind of, you know, results that they've got so far. 
with Alaji Grusa being so confident as to say that they should have got something out of that previous game. It's been interesting. I didn't watch today's game, the yeah. Kim Faisal um, Interallies game, but it seemed from all indications that they were the better side and deserved the win. And just as Gary spoke, it was a corner kick for Karela United. That actually a free kick. That came into the penalty box and uh, was a shot that went through. But Accra Hasbrook have managed to survive the storm. And he stays goalless here after 64 minutes at the Crossbow Stadium. Rick Wampafors coming to you quickly to talk about Elmina Sharks. They drew the first two games. Now they got a win, an important win, you know, yesterday. Uh, that, that was a big statement, if you ask me again, managing to go through. What have you made of your champion side, Rick Wampafo? Well, I think they've been good so far, uh, picking up six points. Uh, from two games, four games, uh, does see them sit second on the table despite playing uh, quite a number of games uh, more than the size that they're on. But for Elmina Sharks, they've always been that side in the Ghana Premier League. If you look at the Trancate season, they were in the top four when the league got cancelled. So they always do have the surprise package, but the question is how far can they go and how consistent can they be? And they've been impressive once again this season. And I, I think yesterday's victory perhaps was you know, a highlight of how they want to play. They got a goal very early through a Fortuitous corner kick, uh, which was quite funny, bouncing all the way through to goal. Uh, but they defended that league very well, and they ended up coming up with all three points. And as they, they currently stand, they sit second in the league table, and I, I think they will be happy with that. Uh, you look at the nature of the league that we are having, and it could possibly be any team winning this season due to a number of points being dropped. So certainly, winning your home games would be a big plus. And we would see how far they can go this season. Well, that's an important one. Gary, that, that's uh, Elmina Sharks. But let's talk about Legon Cities. We know they have a new man in Bashir Hayford. He had a, uh, what should I call it, a digitized uh, press conference via Zoom. Uh, these days you have that. And I don't know what your expectations are already. He said some very nice things about uh, having to manage Samoa Jan, Gary. He did. And um, ahead of their game tomorrow, they play away at Dreams FC yes. at 3 p.m. It was expected that Bashir Hayford was going to have his disciplinary imprint on the team and he communicated it very very clearly today for the benefit of listeners when asked about Asamoah Jan he said he's known Asamoah Jan and he actually called him his son yeah. because he's known him from his that is Asamoah Jan's Accra Academy days mm-hmm. now he was asked about Asamoah Jan's tendency to stand on a touchline and co-coach as well because mm-hmm. we've seen Jan do that even at Black Stars level yeah. And we've seen him do that repeatedly with Legon City. Yeah. And press conference after press conference has seen the former um, Legon City's coach, Goran Baktarevich, asked why that is the case. And he said that, oh, Asamajan is just passionate. Cool, normal, yeah. Passionate. Bashir Hayford today. <laughs> today, yeah, Bashir today. Hayford. Today. Today. Today, he says that, man. Bashir Hayford says, man. <laughs> I am telling you guys that oh, I have seen Asamajan doing it, but I am telling you that he will never do that again. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel yeah, me? Yeah, I feel you, George. Yeah. You feel me? I feel you, man. The man says that yeah, you may have seen Asamajan doing that. It, it, it won't happen. But again. from today, it won't happen. From this moment, <laughs> it won't happen again. You will not. Jan himself knows he he cannot do that my again. My God, my God. You feel me? Yeah, but I hope there I hope there are no dangers. What, what dangers? Yeah, I hope there are no problems there. I am telling you. Because Orek Wambofu told me when he heard Basu Hebo was going to be the coach that hey, Basu Hebo is Asamajan. I will. I am telling you today. The boss is the boss. At this moment, at this time, that there is only one coach at Legon Cities, and it is not Asamoajan. <laughs> and Bashir Hefo said it at a press conference yeah. today. I mean, he didn't say it in those words, yeah. in, in 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 those plain terms. Yeah. But yeah. In, in in three, they say we are Bajemba. You have to listen to it. You yeah. understand? If if you have any wisdom. When adults speak, you decode and act accordingly. That's right. And That's I know right. Asamajan is a smart man. You know, big players naturally like to push the envelope. Yeah. Big players naturally like to test the system. Yeah. yeah. And Asamajan is a big player. Yeah. Like Ibrahimovic, like, you need to make a statement. Samueletto. There are so many examples yeah, littered. Yeah, yeah. Drogba, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to put them in their place. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, they're going to rule the team. So, I, I guess you're trusting Bashir Hefo to do the job. If you're joining us, you're in the locker room on Joy 99.7 FM. You are listening to us as well on myjoyonline.com. Uh, before us, it's a wonderful spectacle. Accra Hasselbrook versus um, Karela United. Karela United in all white. Accra Hasselbrook in the rainbow colors. We haven't seen any goals yet. And that's probably what 
we are hoping will change. But we, we are still going on with the Ghana Premier League preview. And very soon, we'll be here from the BBC. John Bennett, but the ball is in the penalty box for Kwa. Hansenberg, really, but they were not able to quite connect. It was the, the short man who was going for it. I mean, Patrick Razak so well. It ends in a corner kick for Kwa. Hansenberg, who may stay with this one very shortly. Live from the Crossford Stadium, Rick Wampoff is looking on. Will this be the first goal for Kwa Hansenberg? It's a beautiful corner kick. And you expect a lot from this one, Gary. Uh, Karela United, it's a beautiful story that we'll have to tell. Corner kick for Kwa Hansenberg, right-footed into the penalty box, bounces. Nobody can quite connect, and it actually rolls out. So, Gary, let's talk about um, the other games to come. I think Dwarfs, Dwarfs are playing against Great Olympics. Uh, what would you expect from any of the two sides? The Busan Dwarfs managed to win against Brickham Chelsea by one goal to nail last weekend. And Great Olympics are looking, you know, very, very strong. They didn't play the last Mate because there was a Comasia Santa Colo. They will play on Sunday. What do you make of that game? Well, Olympics have proven to be an early surprise package. Yeah. It's important to add that word, the early surprise package yeah. of the season. I'm not exactly sure what is working for them, but something seems to be clicking mm. in the dugout and yeah. among the players. Yeah. People have mentioned the fact that they have a bit of experience and it's working. Um, the teams, the other teams have not figured out how they are putting together their attacks and so on. And they did make quite a statement against Legon Cities when they beat them by three goals to nil. Yep. But to be fair, Legon Cities have not gelled yet. Yeah. They don't seem like they are a cohesive yeah, unit right, anyway. Yeah. So we have to ask. Is Legon City the biggest test for Olympics right now? I think so. I think drops is a, is a good test for them. It's a good test for them. Drops a good test. It's a good test for them. So, I particularly am looking forward to that Shina's one. Game. Yeah. All right. It, let's let's talk about good. continental action right now. And you know that tomorrow we have live commentary on Love 99.5 FM. There'll be updates on Joy, on Joy FM. But we have live commentary on Love 99.5 FM. So, hello, Kumase. We're with you tomorrow uh, at 3 p.m. Kotoko versus Nwajibu. The first leg in Mauritania ended 1-1. Uh, they are hoping to do the job. We've heard from Nanaya Amponsa. We've heard from Coach Maxwell Kunedu. Uh, they should be able to get the job done tomorrow, Gary. Yeah, that, that is the hope for, for, <laughs> for Asante Kotoko, yeah. obviously. But um, I remember when I posted the final results, the away results, and I said that it's a good result, you know, to get yeah. on the African yeah. continent while traveling away. Many people pointed out to me that this is Kotoko. They have form and history of disappointing when they yeah, when they know. have to come home and win, and win yeah. you know but i think the circumstances are different the the vibe in in the kotoko camp seems to be quite quite good yeah um the way they are playing is not exactly the most inspiring mm. but it's a fact that the officiating in the first game le- left yeah. yeah left a bit to be desired yeah the penalty against them if you watch the replays was not really really great as well and i'm expecting them to get themselves over the line to be honest with you but nuadibu have, have proven to be a tricky customer the background to the nuadibu team you know who they are owned by eh? they're owned by Ahmed Yaya, yes who is looking to run for the calf presidency yeah. he's got money he's got a good team them. he's got some national team players as well national team, team players they've gone to camp for what three days in yeah. senegal yes. you know so they've got their resources yeah. to have a clear mindset to be able to be rested and to pull a surprise as well. But yeah, there's something about this Kotoko team that suggests to me that at least they can yeah. take their chances and do what is necessary. So we expect them to get the job done. Let me, let me, let me pick you on Ashanti Gold. Uh, the first game against Salitas, at least from our, our reporter, New Adams, he clearly told us that, look, um, they fluffed their chances in front of goal. They had so many issues and uh, having to convert it they are having to travel to Burkina Faso to play against Salitas FC. Are you hopeful they can qualify? This is a very difficult one for them. I, I, I think the, the first the first leg result possibly would give them some good energy and hope heading into the second leg. And uh, the only positive from that uh, would be the fact that at least they go into the second leg knowing that they have not conceded an away goal. And so scoring at Burkina Faso could possibly mean two goals because whenever they do score one, it means Salitas have to score two. Uh, so certainly that is one thing that Ashgold can rely on, the fact that their goals would now be more valuable away. Uh, but, but it's always good to have a cushion, especially when you go to a, a, a ground that you're not used to. You could probably get to the Salitas ground and it, it could be very, very difficult uh, for you to play in terms of the grass level and all that. I heard that, you know, the Ashgold team traveled by bus. I don't know how convenient that is. And 
how much of a, a stress the stress that that yeah, would put on the players. Yeah, so uh, th- I mean the conditions are not the best, but once again knowing that once you score an away goal, Salitas have to score two would be one thing that should give Ashgo some confidence because. You look at Ghanaian teams' uh, performances in inter-club cup competitions in the past few years, and it has not been encouraging. So the whole Ghana is behind Ashgold, and we do hope that they're able to go as far as they can. This time, there are more teams in the group stages, so getting to the group stage shouldn't be so hard. You have one more match after this, and hopefully Ashgold will be playing in that as well. 75 minutes here at the Crossbow Stadium. We're still goalers between Hartsville and Karela United. Uh, we're, we're hoping that there will be some goals at least before the end of this game. We've got some 80 minutes, you know, that's uh, regulation time plus added on time. Uh, Rick, why are you smiling? What? That, that was a bit comical, you know. The ball, the ball ricocheted off a Karela player and then it hit Larry, a house player, before it went out. And then the last man said, it's still a Karela, it's still a house of folk. And another question Gary was asking. Gary Fritchie was like... The referee had to override the decision. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what was the last man looking at? <laughs> what happens? It's throwing right now for Karela United as they try to get the goal. Man brought down, and we'll be coming back to do some more in terms of the analysis. But I'm actually going to be drawing the ketting now on, on the Ghana Premier League and Continental stuff. Remember, we've got live commentary for you tomorrow uh, on Love 99.5 FM. It's a Kumasiya Santa go up against Wajibu. But we'll just quickly make a dash, get into England right now. Go for the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. The BBC's John Bennett was just on, on, on standby and he gave us a fantastic, uh, you know, some fantastic analysis going into the season. How is all feeling after some fans went to the stadium to watch Arsenal? And we're going to see quite a number of fans going around the grounds, especially in London. And uh, I think on Messi's side as well. So let's go now for the BBC Joy Sports two-way series. Joy 99.7 FM. Thanks, John, for your time this weekend. And we're looking forward to action around the grounds with some fans. Arsenal, of course, led the way in the Europa League. How excited there were fans in England making their return somewhat. And how different will watching a game with so many restrictions be from a fan perspective? It was wonderful seeing the fans back, wasn't it, George? At the Emirates Stadium, the players running over to the supporters before the game as well. You, you may not know why there are some fans at some games in the Premier League this weekend and other games where the stadiums are empty. So I'll just run through it just in case you don't know, because it's very specific to England. It's very specific to this country. Basically, we've just come out of a national lockdown, and now we have restrictions, but they're a bit different. They're split into three levels. We call them tiers. So tier one is medium alert. Tier two is high alert. Tier three is very high alert. And most places are either in tier two or tier three, so either high alert or very high alert. And if you're below very high alert, your area, then the stadiums in that area are allowed fans. So right now, the area where I am is Tier 3, Manchester. So the Manchester clubs are not allowed fans at the moment. But the the Tier 2 areas are London. So that means all the London teams will be able to have 2,000 fans at their home games. And Liverpool as well. Liverpool, they've had mass testing in the city over the last few weeks. That means they're in Tier 2. So Liverpool... And Everton will have fans back. Liverpool this weekend against Wolves. It's been difficult to to decide how you get to the 2,000 fans because, of course, a club like Liverpool, they have tens of thousands of fans. Basically, they've done it on a ballot and you can only apply for the ballot if you're from the local area as well. You can't come come from another area to to watch the game. You have to live in the Liverpool city region. So only 2,000 fans. It's only a start, but still, it's going to be wonderful to hear the, the sounds of the fans on Joy FM and on the BBC World Service this weekend back at some of the Premier League games. Let's do on the pitch stuff right now. We'll begin at Manchester United, John. Another loss in midweek, but to be fair, they created a number of chances and failed to convert. Next for the Red Devils is a trip to the informed West Ham United. What should Oligana Social be more concerned about? His side's conversion rates and attitude or selecting the right men for the game? Well, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to look in the mirror because you know, I've, I've defended him, I've backed him because I do think they did a good job last season getting into the 
Champions League. But to be honest, if he's looking for where the fault lies this week, I don't want to be too hard on him, but it was definitely his decision not to take Fred off. Fred, remember, I'm sure you know, in the Manchester United game against Paris Saint-Germain, headbutted an opponent, should have been sent off. Very, very lucky to only get a yellow card. But at halftime, everyone was saying, our commentary team was saying, I'm sure all fans watching were saying, all neutrals, take Fred off at halftime because he's going to be a liability in the second half. He's going to get sent off. And we couldn't believe it when Fred comes back on for the second half. And sure enough, he gets sent off and that leaves Manchester United in the lurch and they go on to lose the game. So really difficult game for Manchester United. Again, it's... It's a step forward and two steps back because they're on a run of four games, one in all competitions. They'd had a brilliant comeback against Southampton. But they just can't get these consistent runs going at the moment. And it could could get even tougher for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in the next few days. Um, With West Ham, fifth place West Ham, they're playing them, who've got a good record against Manchester United. And then, of course, they only need a point against RB Leipzig, but that is easier said than done in Germany. Good point you make, though, about the conversion rate. I'm really worried about Anthony Martial's form at the moment. He missed a great chance, didn't he, against PSG? And at the moment, he is not delivering for his manager, who has backed him to the hilt. John, it appears all is well at Chelsea at the moment, with marked improvements in defence and scoring goals for free. What has Lampard been doing right? And how seriously should we take them as title contenders? Well, it only seems like yesterday that we were talking about massive defensive problems for Chelsea but you look at their record and they have a fantastic defensive record at the moment all the clean sheets that they've kept in recent games clean sheet against Sevilla clean sheet against Tottenham against Newcastle against Wren against Burnley against Krasnodar against Manchester United against Sevilla I I could go on and of course it's no coincidence they brought in a new goalkeeper Edouard Mendy Thiago Silva as well has found his feet so he's, he's done a wonderful job to turn that around. I think Edouard Mendy's had a massive impact on that really good goalkeeper, isn't he? It's brilliant to see him performing so well. And of course, he does have a wonderful squad. I mean, the dilemmas he has at the moment in, when it comes to attacking midfielders. Does he play Mount, Havertz, Ziyech? <laughs> on, on the wide areas, Pulisic, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Timo Werner. Then you've got the strikers. Does he play Giroud? Surely, after scoring four goals, he starts him against Leeds. Or has he promised Tammy Abraham the start? He's got an embarrassment of riches, Frank Lampard. If he can keep everyone happy in that squad and all pushing in the right directions, which I think is possible with the amount of games they've got to play, then Chelsea are really going to be title contenders, but also contenders in the Champions League. Because you look at Real Madrid not performing well. They could even get knocked out. Paris Saint-Germain not at their best. Barcelona not at their best. Um, you know, there are weaknesses in most of the big sides. So there's a chance for Chelsea in the Premier League and the Champions League. The North London derby set to headline the EPL this weekend with an out-of-sorts Arsenal hoping to build on the win in the Europa League against Spurs. What approach do you expect from Jose Mourinho? And are Arsenal able to pick themselves up from here? Well, there will be fans at the new White Hart Lane Stadium, but... I don't think Jose Mourinho will change his approach. It's it's about the solidity first, isn't it, when it comes to Tottenham Hotspur. And it's about keeping that clean sheet and hopefully finding one or two goals to, to beat Arsenal uh, from their perspective. Arsenal go into the game in really, really poor form in the Premier League. What is it? Three defeats in a row at home at the Emirates Stadium. Roy Keane on English TV, the Manchester United legend, has said that it's a good time for Arsenal to be playing Tottenham because they can give it give themselves a huge boost by winning this game. But Tottenham looking terrific form at the moment. I've been really impressed by some of their recent performances. Yes, they can only draw 0-0 against Chelsea, but I thought that was a really solid performance. Getting a point at Stamford Bridge, not easy at the moment. They beat Manchester City. Uh, They beat a very good Brighton side recently as well. In the Europa League, they struggled a bit this week, a 3-3 draw. And interestingly, Jose Mourinho called out his players, some of his players, saying, you don't look motivated when you're playing in the Europa League. It's as if it's below you. You've got to be motivated in every game. So I think that was a a key message to his players to really be up for it against Arsenal. And I I think they will, particularly with the 2,000 fans in the stadium. John, just a quick one on Ghanaians playing at the EPL. How close is Thomas Partey to rejoining his Arsenal teammates? Uh, and of course, what are the chances of seeing him against Spurs? What is the situation at the moment with Southampton's Mohamed Salisu? Signed for the club, we're yet to see him 
play in a Southampton shirt? And how soon will we see Daniel Amate back with the Foxes? Yeah, let's start with uh, Thomas. Uh, he could be involved in the, in the North London derby. Mikel Arteta has been saying he's training in the lead-up to the game. Let's see how it goes in the next couple of days. He's had this thigh injury, which was worse than expected. Daniel Amati, the um, news isn't so good. Brendan Rodgers says he's a little bit away, doesn't expect him to be back in action in the next few weeks, which is disappointing. Amati had done really well after coming back from his serious injury. And still no sign of Salisu getting uh, an appearance for Southampton. The last we heard, Ralph Arsenhutl, couple of weeks ago saying there's still a way to go I think for him being match fit he has been taking part in training and they're just seeing how his body reacts I really hope we can see him soon because it's been strange that he hasn't been involved yet but uh, you know you you know more about him than me but from what I hear fantastic talent John let's end with the games will come this weekend and what should we expect when the injury plagued Liverpool face with the Hampton Wanderers Sheffield United face your Leicester City and this evening's game involving Aston Villa and Newcastle yeah, of course, Liverpool's uh, impressive new recruit, Diogo Jota, will take all the headlines uh, when uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers visit Anfield. What a season he is having since making that move. Nobody expected him to, to break up that front three of Salah, Firmino and Mane. But at the moment, he'd be first choice ahead of Firmino, wouldn't he? He's, he's, abs- he's having a wonderful season. Uh, Leicester, it's a tough game for them against Sheffield United. Uh, you're going to f- say I'm a bit strange for saying that because Sheffield United is still searching for their first win of the season. But Leicester are in poor form. They lost in the Europa League with a weakened team this week. They lost against Liverpool. No shame in that. But against Fulham earlier this week, they were horrendous. And that, that was a worrying performance against Fulham. They seem to be struggling to create chances against teams that sit back. Um, for me, one of the games to look forward to is Chelsea aiming to extend their their 15-match unbeaten run when they host Leeds United. Manchester United looking to bounce back after that disappointing defeat to PSG when they travel to fifth place West Ham. And of course, the big North London derby. So as ever, lots to get excited about in the Premier League this weekend. And um, I do have a soft spot for Leeds United. I enjoy going to their games, but I will wish you all the best, George, your Chelsea this weekend in the Premier League. Thank you, John, for your time on the show. FM, it's the locker room, and you just heard the BBC's John Bennett on the Joy Sports BBC two-way series. So much to come here, as we promised you. We're getting to the final stages of this game, about some 85 minutes done, and it's still goalless between Accra, Hearts of Oak, and Karela United. Now's a good time, though, then, to be hearing from Moses Yamwa, who's got a perfect wrap of the kind of games to look forward to. I'll have to tell you that we've got some great games. Real Madrid have, well, they've had a topsy turvy season. I don't even know what to put it. But this weekend, they have a game against Sevilla. We know as well, in England, we've got the North London derby. That is the, the live commentary for you on Sunday on the Joy Sports Arena. Spurs versus Arsenal. So that's a special one. In Germany, we know we've got first versus second in Bayern Munich versus RB Leipzig. Good time now to go to Joy Sports Moses Yabua to give us a wrap of key games to expect this weekend. The top two in the Bundesliga will square off on Saturday as league leaders Bayern Munich host RB Leipzig at the Allianz Arena. With just two points separating the two teams, Bayern's reign at the top of the Bundesliga point table can be ended if Leipzig manage to collect all three points. Antrang Frankfurt hosts Borussia Dortmund with the visitors looking to bounce back from last week's surprise home defeat to Cologne and beleaguered Schalke 04 who hosts Bayer Leverkusen. 
Juventus will host Torino in the Turin derby of Serie's 10th round at the Allianz Stadium on Saturday. Juve are currently sitting on fourth spot in the standings with 17 points, while Torino are down in the relegation zone on 18 place on six. Milan will be looking to build on their last win over Fiorentina when they take on Sampdoria. The Rosinari continue to impress in the 2020-21 Serie A season, with the team leading the chase for Scudetto. Second place Inter Milan will host Bologna. Sassuolo travel to Roma and Napoli host Crotone. All eyes will be at the Estadio Ramon Sanchez when Sevilla and Real Madrid face off on Saturday. Sevilla are eyeing their fourth consecutive win in La Liga and they are surely capable of matching the out-of-form reigning champions at the home ground. League leaders Real Sociedad will travel to Alaves. Atletico Madrid hosts Valladolid and Barcelona play away to Cadiz. It's the first non-London derby of the season on Sunday when fans set to be welcomed back to the fixture at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Man City will host Fulham. Man United travel to West Ham. Chelsea will host Leeds United and Liverpool take on Wolves. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. We're still here at the Crossport Stadium and live on Joy 99.7 FM is the locker room. And we're coming your way with updates. Uh, I don't know, is it an outrageous seven minutes added on in this game? But we're going to be doing seven minutes of added on here at the Crossport Stadium. Thank you very much for joining us wherever you are. Well, reminding you that on Sunday we're coming your way with live commentary in the game involving Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur. Well, that's a very good look <laughs> from Gary. That's the English Premier League stuff. And, and tomorrow, we have Kumasiya Santikara Kumasiya Nwajibu, but that game is on Lab 99.5 FM. Uh, how, how outrageous is this, the seven minutes added on, Gary? Well. Um, there have been a couple of players falling, but I'm not sure it's, it's warranted seven minutes, but hey, referee's discretion and all that. <laughs> they were very close to scoring. They're very close to scoring. If had score, Karela are going to cry bloody murder about the number of minutes added on, you know. I'm going to say that it's home advantage that counted and all that. Well, there's so much to come as well. That's just going to find it. Long ball to the penalty box. Heads have gone up, but again, Akron Hasselbrook were not able to do it. Real Kwapov, let's talk about Real Madrid a bit. Real Madrid have a game against Sevilla. What kind of season are they having? Is Zidane getting anything wrong? Or is it one of those seasons where you just can't explain what's wrong? I, I think the problem with Real Madrid has been around for a while. They've managed to master it a bit with a few good results, like let's say the El Clasico win. But I think it all started from about a couple of years ago. I don't think Zidane can confidently tell you his best starting eleven, And maybe that might be due to the fact that his big signing, Eden Hazard, has been barely fit uh, since his second era. And so it's making it a bit difficult. And he's had to tweak his system quite a number of times. You've seen him use the 4-4-2 diamond. You've seen him use the 4-3-3. You've seen him use a 4-2-3-1. But when you when you change your team dynamics so much, I think apart from Sergio Ramos and Benzema, there's always about five, six changes every game. And it just makes it very difficult for his side to pick an identity, pick a style of play, and then have the same personnel gel and gain chemistry over the the the, the, the months. Now, you juxtapose this current Real Madrid side to the one that he did a 3 peat with in the Champions League, and there was a lot of consistency in his lineup. He had a 4-4-2 diamond with Casemiro, Cruz, and then uh, Modric and Isco at the tip of that diamond with Cristiano Ronaldo and Benzema playing up top. Now, with that, they knew where each player would be at every single time. They knew where to cover for each player, and they knew what to do at every specific point in time. I think there's been so many points in this season that players are finding it difficult to find what's required of them and that's where i think zidane has to start from if he wants to stop blowing hot or cold and stop being inconsistent then he, he has to certainly go back to the drawing board and get his starting 11 right and be more consistent there was a slight pause because of a big chance for harder folk they could have taken the lead through patrick Azak, but once again they blew the chance george 
Akong has a little bit more chances. This time it was a, an outswinger from the left right into the six-yard box. Patrick Razak was standing by. He decided to hit that ball, you know, to the turf for it to bounce up. But that was going absolutely nowhere. Akron Hasselbrook has still not made it in there. Gary, I know um, for boxing, we may not have enough time to go to it. But for a boxer who had an accident, yeah, under the influence, uh, uh, under the influence of alcohol, yes. M- managed to miraculously come out without any serious injuries. Making his way back to defend his... IBF and WBO, uh, WBC titles. I mean, how special is the spectacle itself uh, to, to watch on Sunday dawn? Earl Spence. Yes, Earl Spence Jr. I think <laughs> Earl Spence is an enigma, first of all. And he has his lot of, a lot of fans, but an equal number of detractors as well because they feel like he's a bit reckless in the way he behaves as well. But I'm expecting him to win this one. I'm expecting him to win this one. And um, the fights are done. I'm not even sure which channel. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be we'll be watching our streams. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a good matchup. Yeah. And I expect it also to go the distance. It's another one to look at. And I'm saying for um, for most of the boxing fans, will be the story of how this really goes round. I will keep tabs on that. I'm just looking at my time closely. I have to tell you about what's going to be happening from the one. It's the Shaki Grand Prix. We are back in. We're still in Bahrain for the second Grand Prix. But there are two stories that are running. The son of Michael Schumacher, the German, uh, the seven-time world champion, is on the verge of winning Formula 2. That's one. And we know that Britain's George Russell is stepping in for Lewis Hamilton uh, because Lewis Hamilton has contracted COVID-19 and cannot be part of the race. I don't know what we should be expecting. It's Formula 1 that has got everything taken out from it because, <laughs> you know, very much Lewis Hamilton has ended things for us <laughs> in, pretty, in pretty fashion. <laughs> well, George Russell, it was interesting because when the announcement was made, you had another racer, um, Jake, Jack yeah. Aiton. Yes. Aitken, yeah. The Korean British. Yes. Saying that he didn't deserve to be there. To be there. And that <laughs> because of his connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who he knew and all that. And that was why. But I think it's motivation for George Russell <laughs> to, to show what he's got. Yeah. And I saw an article on Formula One on motorsports.com explaining how much Mercedes had put into bringing George Russell into the game. And you can tell that Mercedes are not joking. Mm-hmm. But it brings to the fore the question, is it the racer or it is the car? Because there are some <laughs> who still say that Hamilton is Hamilton because of the car and not because he's that good. Uh, you know, well, it's, a story, it's, it's a story maybe for this season that their car will clearly yes. ahead of all the other cars. Yeah. But how about the other seasons? Oh, the, you know, the chances has been in trouble for some time, I understand the season, but I think it's an ongoing debate, right? It will always be there because they feel like but what they forget is that even at Ferrari, at least he won two races. Yes. He won a couple of races. Yes. Even at Ferrari. Yeah. So, Hamilton is talented. He's good. And he's got a good car. Yeah. So, what do you expect? More across Hasselberg with a final ditch opportunity, but it didn't go nowhere. A referee has called for the end of the game. Is it another draw? A Karela United players are on their knees and thanking God. And Accra has both players. They are celebrating, they are like, celebrating it's like it's a win. Karela they are prevented celebrating like it's a win. They prevented Hasbro from scoring. Game ends here. Few minutes before we end the show. Gary, just your quick words. Let me go to you right now. Like on this game, Hasbro cannot still score. And it's not because they are not creating chances. Like I said in my first submission, they don't like imagination to create. They like their imagination to be purposeful. And that is what they need to work on. We saw Michelle Sapon, Sky, at these two guilt edge opportunities. Patrick Razak. Similarly, you know, they create chances from the right. And I'm not sure what is going to... They need to just practice, practice, practice. Get that mentality up and running and be a force to reckon with. But for now, though, Hearts of Oak fans, it's not looking good. Before this game, they were bottom of the league, weren't they? Yeah, they were. And they are going to stay there. <laughs> That's Gary Aswin. Gary, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. Ray Kwampo, for just your final words on what you've made of Accra Hearts of Oak or maybe of Corella, who continued to make a good case this season. Well, when the final whistle went, the Carolla players went down on their knees. They were jumping. The technical team were giving high fives. It's an indication of their ambition this season. If they're able to travel all the way to Accra to pick points from these giants, Accra Hearts of Folk, then certainly it tells that they do belong at the top. Currently, they are top with eight points. And who knows? Just how the season is going. Anything could possibly happen if you pick something on the road and they go back and win at home. I think it's been a good game from Carolus' point of view, but for Accra Hearts of Folk, 
there's a lot of work to be done for Costa Papic, starting off from finishing off these chances that they've been creating in the past 180 minutes. All right, Kwampofu, thank you very much for joining me as well on the show. Let me say thank you to Eno Fifi Forsen, who was here with us as well as uh, Benaya. Elam. Uh, great job, all of you. We just keep reminding you of what we've got for you this weekend. Uh, the sports review is on tomorrow. We'll have a, a lot of discussions coming up. And then we'll top it up with the updates from the Comasia Santa Cotico game against the Wajibu and the Shanti Gold game as well against Salitas FC. That's about it for Locker Room, Gary. Do you have a few words? That's about it. Yeah, well, um... We will not be doing the commentary of the Kotoko game on, on Joy, Joy FM, FM, yes. But it will be on Love FM, and we'll, that means it will be on myjoyonline.com as well. So please follow the live commentary there. And um, that's, that's what we'll have on Sunday. We have the North London Derby live commentary yes. of that one. Plus, we have Joy Sports Link tomorrow at 12.15. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll be talking about the 900,000 the government has given to the, clubs. the 18 Ghana Premier League clubs and asking the question, is it, what, what kind of timing is it? What, has, what should we... What meaning should we read into the timing of the money that has come so close to Election Day, which is just about 72 hours away? So we're speaking to the Ghana Premier League clubs themselves on what they think about the timing. Because when they wanted the money at the height of COVID, it didn't come.